They always say, trust your gut. But one time, my gut told me to bleach my eyebrows. And that was fashionable, but not widely well-received. While probiotics can't help you with most of your gut decisions, it can give your gut a little bit of support. And Ritual has your back. They made a three-in-one supplement with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. Did you know daily disturbances like poor diets, stress, travel, the use of certain medications, and plenty of other factors can throw off your gut microbiome? Oh, no! Enter Ritual. Their Symbiotic Plus has been a gorgeous tool. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide, your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 25% off. Let's face it, I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money? Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous like two-bedroom suite instead of a one-bedroom suite so your like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room so you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your your guys' room? Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love? is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because, like, yes, good credit. So let's, like, do try to do that and, like, making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Darling. I was on a vacation recently and stayed at an Airbnb, and then I realized that while I was away, my empty house could be making money, honey. If you're someone like me that is busy and not home all the time, your home could be an Airbnb, and it's actually pretty simple to get started. Even if you don't have a whole house, you could start with just a spare room. Personally, I really enjoy staying at Airbnbs. I really do. I love a good Airbnb. Who is that? Come back, British you. And it really is a great way to like support local economy and support local people. So Airbnb is fabulous. And I know I was doing my British voice earlier, but we love Airbnb. So think about what you could do with some extra cash. Whether you're looking to treat yourself to something nice, like a shopping spree or a spa day, or start a whole side hustle, Airbnb can help you be that person. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every two weeks, I sit down for a 30-minute conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. This week, why is the bail system such a hot mess, honey? Jesus. And it is really just gone. Welcome to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness. This week, we have Tim Molina, political director of the Courage Campaign. Welcome, Tim. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, So, you guys, this episode is going to be about a very interesting uh, subject that we hear a lot about. Uh, You read a lot about it, but it's like, what is it? What's going on? Breaking it down. Because this, to me, 
is a really big issue that if it hasn't touched your life, you wouldn't know why it's a big deal. And it is the bond system, the bail system. Why is she such a hot mess? Why can I not get this? To me, the bond system is like that tangle in the back of your hair when you sleep with your hair down and you get this really big knot. And then when you go to comb it out, like you never even realize like what a gigantic dreadlock there was back there. Yes. First off, tell me about the Courage Campaign. What is it? What do you do? Tell me everything. Yeah, of course. So Courage Campaign, we're the largest progressive organization in California. What we really try to do is reshape the California legislature to be more representative of Californians and our values and our people. And we try to pass things that can be a model for the country. So we've been taking on bail because if California can fix this unjust and broken system, it gives hope for a lot of other states in this country, if not other countries in the world. So – does that mean it's like a nonprofit? Yeah, yeah. So we're we're a we're a grassroots nonprofit. Love it. Yeah, one point four million members. Which that's gonna have to be like another getting curious Sunday. It's like, what's a nonprofit? <laughs> um, but basically, so you guys are this organization that's a progressive organization that is advocating on the behalf of Californians to reshape the the state legislature here to get better bond practices and make better bond or bail bond uh, systems for California. So first of all, for us babies, what is the bail system? What does she do? What does she mean by definition? Like, what is it? So you you like picture it, right? You're driving down the you're driving down the street. You're minding your own business, right? You got some you got some weed back there. It's under your it's in your it's in your back seat, honey. It's not in a dispensary thing. It's maybe recreational, but your but your car smells like weed, honey. That's DUI, girl. <laughs> you get pulled over, you get arrested. What happens? Yeah, so that's a great background, great setup. Um, or you get a speeding ticket, mm. or you make an illegal U-turn in a, in a commercial district. But I did you that. Had no idea. But I did that, and oh, I didn't go to jail. But, well, what happens is a couple of things happen, right? Well. I'll actually use a personal story if that's okay. Oh, sure. So I was in college working a full-time job, right, paying mostly for my way with the help of student loans. And I, That's paying for your way. That's paying my way. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a speeding ticket. I was in college. There was no way I was going to pay that $250 speeding ticket, right? Like I was ma- barely making rent. So I just forgot about it. Let it go. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I love that. A couple weeks later, I made a legal U-turn in a in a commercial district. It was a two-way street where there's like a Wendy's and a bank on the other side of the street. I made a legal U-turn. Apparently, uh, they pulled me over and they said, "Hey, do you know you made a legal U-turn?" I'm like, "No, I, it was there was nobody around. I was just coming home from work." And uh, they said, "Oh, also, you have a suspended license." I said, I have a "Suspended license?" They said, "Yeah. Uh, it looks like you didn't pay a speeding ticket." So uh, I said, "Okay." So I. I, I, they took my license. They parked my car. I had to have somebody else drive it home. And I said, well, I'll wait for the ticket in the mail. I didn't know what was going on. Next thing you know, I got a knock on the door from, from the sheriff's department saying, hey, you're wanted for arrest. I said, what? They, yeah, you have a warrant for your arrest because of uh, you failure to appear in court. So, oh, my goodness. So they locked me up on a Thursday. So I had a choice. I worked over the weekend, um, and I had a choice to, uh, you know, uh, stay in jail over the weekend and lose my job, which meant I'd probably be kicked out of school because I couldn't pay for it. Or... I go to a bondsman. I go to, you know, I get, a, I post bail, and the bail was five thousand dollars, and that was based on just the severity of the crime. It has nothing to do with my public safety risk or my risk of fleeing and not coming back to court. And so, yeah, that was it. And so, what I had to do is like, <laughs> parents couldn't fail, help me out. So, I, so it's like five hundred. So you had to come up with t- the, the bondsman's like five or ten percent of. Yes, the- exactly. So it's about five hundred bucks, which again, like I said, I couldn't pay the speeding ticket, let alone $500. Long story short, man, I was racked up in debt to get out of jail so I can keep my job, all those things. And it took me years to pay that off. Now, I was lucky. I was privileged, right? I was able to pay that off. Luckily, I stayed in school. I kept my job. For most people, that's not a choice, right? They lose their job or they lose their children. Their children go services like uh, because they don't have have that money. Which I feel like a 
evil Kelly Conway Republican would say like, well, pay the f- speeding ticket. Like, don't forget about your speeding ticket. And then yeah. you wouldn't have to until – but, you know, but that is such – that's called white privilege, Jonathan, because, of course, <laughs> that's what fucking Kellyanne Conway's fucking nightmare ass would say. Um, okay, great. So, basically, that is kind of, to me, where the ne- – that's part of why the bond system is so broken because there is such, like – in this, it kind of reminds me of um, – because like, there's race and there's class. And the issue is is that, like, white people are obviously negatively offended by this that don't have money, but there's a disproportionate amount of people of color who are – who are at an economic disadvantage because of the color of their skin, because it's just like baked into our culture and like how we are. So to me, it seems like in this situation, because you were arrested and taken to jail for like a, for a speeding ticket, which then goes to failure to appear in court, which is like that escalated quickly. Yeah. So how do judges determine what to set someone's bail at? Yeah. So it's called bail scheduling. And this is one of the biggest problems with our money bail system. Basically, your bail is set on the severity of the crime. Your base is set on – it sometimes feels arbitrary, right, and how much they think is your, you know, based on, the, based on the, the level of the crime but also how, mu- how much they think based on the crime, your risk to the si- to safety of the public and your risk to not return to court. So, for example, there was a, a senior citizen in San Francisco who was accused of, of uh, stealing $5 in a bottle of cologne from his neighbor, senior citizen, uh, you know, not a not – a, Criminal, not in his first offense, right? Uh, and his bail was set up to like hundreds of thousands of dollars because it was like uh, forced burglary. It was another. It was like severe crimes. And th- this gentleman stayed in. You know, he was in jail for twenty two hundred fifty days, waiting for his day in court. And he wasn't even proven guilty yet. An old man. An old man. You know. And sorry. It, it's it's it's. I can only laugh because it's, rid- it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so unjust and unfair. Yeah. Um, and and usually the the victims of this unjust and broken system are people of color. It's it's the poor. They, they have to stay behind bars, and yeah, so it's easier for our more privileged in this in the country to say, "Well, why don't you just pay for it?" But for for poor and extreme poor folks, which are usually black and people of color, uh, you know, one, three hundreds of thousand dollars for bail. Who can afford that? Um, but even for some of the minor, lower minor offenses, a couple hundred bucks, like that's it's a lot. Well, so let's play that out. So in your case, let's use that as an example. Is five thousand dollars total is what your bond was set at? So you had to go to the bondsman. You go to this guy. Um, and he fronts the five hundred dollars for yep. you, and then you have to pay that five hundred back with interest. With that- interest, absolutely. So then, what happens to the other forty five hundred dollars of bail? That like, do you still have to pay that too? Like after you get out, like you know what I mean? Yeah, you're responsible for that if you don't. You know, you, you if you're if you oh if you oh <laughs> so so if you're proven innocent, then the rest of the then you don't have to pay the forty five hundred dollars. Right. But right. if you're proven guilty and go to jail, then you do have to pay for the forty five hundred dollars from the. It's bail? just about returning. So if you return to court, right? If you get if you if you you make bail, a bondsman helps you get out of jail. If you don't return, then yeah, you're responsible for that. Like, the bondsman people will come and, and pick you up and, and take you to jail. So, but let's say that you let's say that you, okay, and you're responsible for that money, right? Okay, yeah, like okay, but okay, okay. So let's say that I that your girl Jonathan was like doing like a big old like weed dealing ring. Like, <laughs> let's just say that I was, and then let's say I got sentenced to like ten years. You know, I got set, like I like I, I posted bail, which was originally ten thousand, right? Yeah. And I posted a thousand or whatever. Oh wait, no, I didn't because like I was super rich and I didn't want a bonds, and so I just did ten, right? Because I was rich, right? Cute. So bye. bye. So then I go away, and then I come back, and then if I get found guilty, 
then that money is. But then if what do you, if you get if you're innocent, do you get your ten grand back? Yeah, ideally that's that's you the, do you do. Right. So in real life, you get your ten grand back. Yes, <laughs> but if you had a bondsman and I paid him a thousand, then you never get that money back because he was like a personal business, honey. Yeah, it is a for profit industry, right? Uh, you will pay, you pay a fee. There are interest on top of it that are just. Huge. Uh, but if you do go back to court, then the, the bondsman gets their money back, right? So they'll front the, they'll front the $5,000. You just have to pay the $500 you paid for yeah. whatever. And if you can't – here's the thing. If you can't pay that $500, the, the charges that you get, even just for that $500 fee, but usually it's much higher than that, yeah. right? 10%, right, or close to, um, it's, it just doubles and doubles and doubles. And then that's – again, if I couldn't pay for that speeding ticket, how am I going to pay for that $500? And then if I can't pay that, how am I going to pay for the thousands of dollars that get tacked on after that? They can take your home. They can take your children. I mean, it's just, it's endless. So if you, so let's say that like you got found innocent or whatever, but um, let's say your 10% was $2,000 for the guy or for the bondsman. Right. And you end up owing him interest or whatever. So even if you get found innocent, you still have to pay the bondsman. Because that was like a for private thing. And it's not his fault that you got at the wrong place at the wrong time. So you still got to pay him his stuff. That's the worst part. That's one of the worst parts, right? Is even Even if you get found innocent, you're locked up. You're 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 charged with a you're you're given a ba- uh, you know amount for your bail to get out and if you're in these folks are most most of them are proven, proven are, are are innocent or they yeah. have yet to be proven guilty so if you're found innocent and you can't pay for that what you had to pay to the bonds person it doesn't matter you lose your home or you stay in an even heavier cycle of debt and poverty than you once went because you just yeah, you wrong in. place and wrong time yeah so then. You know, to me, when I think about, you know, my non-college or my non, you know, college or I was almost like I'm college educated. No, I'm not. Uh, how do you they get around the whole like innocent till proven guilty thing, but then putting people in, in jail and like because that does seem yeah. like it's not it's feeling a little North Korea. It's feeling a little it's feeling a little not super American, honey. <laughs> well, again, uh, our, is it like a probable cause sort of thing? Like we were pretty sure you did it. So we're going to no, No. So it's it's well, I just was throwing out legal. Terms. No, I appreciate <laughs> Yes, you're good. You're better than me. I object, girl. <laughs> I object to this this broken system. I like that. Well, oh my god, what if I go to jail like right after this? Like, what if she gets like this? Oh my god. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. Just give me, give me a call. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, okay, okay, we'll okay. Help you out. So, well, there's a few things. One, we need to rethink how we do how, how we do this process. And there's solutions right now in California. We have a bill, Senate Bill 10, which is the California. It's it's a it's to reform our, our our broken bail system. What it does, it does a couple things. One, it gives judges discretion on whether or not to let someone go based on how much uh, risk they are to the, sa- the safety of the public or the risk of them returning or not. So it's up to the discretion of the judges. And oh, quick cue. Yeah, not there yet. So how does California's bail system differ currently than – because is it correct that like every state has their own version of what happens? Uh, yes and no. This this uh, for-profit money bail system is pretty – it's pretty universal throughout the country. There's only two other states that have a different system, which is New Jersey and Kentucky. And in California, uh, we only – Santa Clara County is trying a different system as well. How does Kentucky and New Jersey's system differ? Similar to what we're trying to do in, in – in Santa Clara County in California where it's a you, – you basically have a new pretrial process where, again, the judge is given more discretion to let folks go because it's proven – data has proven that if you give folks – if you, one, you let them spend their t- – wait for their, tr- their time in court, their, wait for their trial in their community at home with their family, there's a h- way higher chance that they will return 
for their day in court. And again, these are folks that the judge decides, yes, they're, they're not risk. It's their first offense. They're, they seem innocent. You know, there's no reason for us to believe that they, that they will go and get into trouble when they go home or run. Or nonviolent offenses. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thank you. And, and so what we've seen in, in, in Santa Clara County where there's been like 95 percent of the folks been sent home have come back to court. Um, 99% of them, you know, 95 and 99% stayed out of trouble and not got arrested since being, being released. Um, because while they're waiting for court, there's, there's plenty of pretrial support services that they could take advantage of, whether it be mental health services, whether it be uh, drug, you know, substance abuse programs, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, it, I could see how there could be benefits in that. But then going back to before, it's like, what is the legal, like, reason for how do we get around innocent till proven guilty to incarcerate so many people before their trial? Like, how yeah. has there not been a lawsuit at the Supreme Court yet or, like, yeah. something to, like, how do we really get around that? That's funny. Well, actually, uh, well, there's two things. One, there has been courts, and very recently, even on January 25th, uh, you know, appeals court in San Francisco said that our our current bail system is unconstitutional. It is it is getting, going around our due process. It is going around innocent until proven guilty. How do we get here? Well, again, there's a lot of money in this game. But then, of course, and the then, Ninth Circuit is that's the Ninth Circuit, right? That the ruled that. Appeals, yeah, because yeah, like fucking Trump hates the Ninth Circuit <laughs> and everything. A lot of times that they do rule on once it gets to that new gorgeous fucking Gorsuch, they right. in the Supreme Court, yeah. like because he has fucking sacked that motherfucker. Right. She's not Gorsuch, who is also a dick, but fucking <laughs> Donald Trump, who's right. an even bigger fucking right. dick. Because you know what's funny? All these fucking – what's not funny, but all these people in places like Kentucky and Tennessee and Mississippi that are like, yeah, we love Trump. It's like all these people that are fucking racist, bigoted, fucking white people, but they're also poor. Right. When they get fucking arrested by a speeding ticket with a fucking little Napoleon complex cop motherfucker yeah. that wants to put them and lock them away without a key forever because they have bad attitudes like that yeah. one person in three billboards, honey – you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's so you. fucked up. It's like, because you never think it's going to happen to you until it does. Right. Much like gun violence. Much like so many other. Okay, right. that was 15 minutes. Stand by, you guys. She's getting all tethered up. I'm going to go run and get some peppermint oil to calm myself down. Some lavender. I'm going to take a break. She's getting all lathered up. We'll be right back with more Getting Curious after this. Welcome back to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Venice. We are here with Tim Molina, political director of The Courage Project. Honey. So what we were just saying is that the Ninth Circuit, as recently as January 25th, just ruled that this current bail system is unconstitutional. And so then that's going to go to the Supreme Court. But I was just lamenting that that's probably – they're probably going to decline to hear the case anyway because it's a nightmare. Yeah. Well, also, let's remember how – I want to remind folks how we got here. Yeah. So how, how did this how do we get, get that up? Yeah. This money bail system is a product of the war on drugs. It's a product on the tough of crime approach. Did they do this in like – in England, like in the day, like with like in like no, like like back in the day with like you know, like I'm talking Outlander times. Right. Like, was there bail then? It's got it. It's a good question. I bet there was. <laughs> I'm sure, because like was. I bet this came like because like all of our legal code came from their legal code, so I bet it did oh, have yeah. something to do with that. I, I'm excited. Like some real hear. Outlander fucking shit. Yeah, let's see some see some ideas from Twitter. I'd love to see. About I'm like full on NC17 <laughs> this week on my podcast. I'm so upset. I'm well, dropping so many cuss words. We need that. We should time. beep it out for fun. It'd be fun. Like it's just full of beeps. But um, yeah. so but anyway, how did we get here? So it yeah. is a product. The War on Drugs, which if you haven't seen the 13th, yeah. you need to see it, yes. you guys. Ava, Ava Duver, DuVernay, yeah. there is an end in there. You should watch that because that she really brilliantly – you saw that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's a system or also the new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander mm. explains. I mean it's a system to keep poor folks and people of color behind bars. It's the new – 
as, she, as Michelle Alexander calls it, it's the new Jim Crow. It's the new approach to segregation, to taking opportunity away from our most vulnerable communities and keeping our country divided, keeping the people with power in power. I mean, it's, it's just simple stuff. And this is it's, it's proven um, that this is why we're at where we're at. But the country is waking up. And the money bail system is our new frontier in, in reforming our broken criminal justice system to be just and also keep public safety at the front of our minds. And of course, we all want Yeah, because like literally like what – like when we think about like justice, like what yeah. is the definition of justice? Yes. Like if if it is innocent until proven guilty. Right. Like if it is like everyone gets a fair a fair crack and like in the punishment fits the crime, how is being shoved behind bars when you have not – like for – like for like, I'm thinking of like nonviolent offenses. Like, right. But then, like, I feel like people would be like, well, like, if you stole money or like, like, if it was like a blue collar crime, like, yeah, it's right. like, like how, like, how do you define like what is a nonviolent and what is, you know what I mean? Right. Because even if you didn't like club someone in the head, you could have like stolen from someone that. But you know that guy is stealing some cologne and someone's stealing like I think about this like one guy who like robbed my stepdad blind of like twenty thousand dollars for this like Ponzi scheme who also was a judge by the way. Um, no, seriously, like well, fucked up. Like people, <laughs> it is so fucked up. Like people yeah. are just like slimy fucks all over the goddamn place. The, I think the folks are the biggest. But I love you. <laughs> you're anyway, there, you're out there. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Well, a couple of examples is it, it could be, uh, let's say you, you get an argument with your neighbor and, and uh, you know you. You, they, you touch, you push them. Oh, yeah, because in California, yeah. there's that new domestic thing where <laughs> right. if you even touch someone, even if it was self-defense, you both get arrested. Right. It could be anything. It could be, or it could be, uh, you know, it could be misconstrued or an accident or jaywalking, loitering. Yeah, whatever. Sli- uh, sleeping on the street in some places is a crime. Like, uh, you know, it, it, it could be the most minor thing. It's a shooting fish in a barrel gotcha situation. And if you haven't heard, heard of this problem before, I mean, yes, it does impact our, our most poor and vulnerable communities, but also it, it, it really, like, Folks stumble across it all the time. And here's the thing. How we're fixing it is that people are starting to realize that not only is it unjust, but it's also not smart. It costs a lot of money. And the people who have to pay for these have to ba- have to basically back up these bonds are the taxpayers. Right. We're the this ones, is that, also, keep, yeah, we're the ones yeah, yeah. that keep the people in – we're the ones paying for the, the, the private and public jails to keep these folks And the people who up. really benefit from that are like private prisons and these bondsmen. Yeah. And, then and who the insurance the, companies. Yeah, and who gets money them. from like public prisons? Because what's the difference between like a public prison and like a private prison? Well, we're still paying – I mean we pay taxes for both. Either way. Either way we're paying taxes, right? And then you – this is like also probably another podcast, but what about what about civil forfeiture? Do we have that here in California? Good news is, is California was able to address that. Was, thank you for um, bringing it back around, honey. She uh, just got, is in a I, dark place No, 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 no. Morning. It's because a lot of folks are there, right? We're feeling hopeless. We're feeling isolated. We're feeling atta- under attack. A lot of our communities, even folks that don't look like me, right? I mean, uh, 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 black communities, and uh, I mean, my I'm, my family's Latino, but which our our communities are are uh, you know uh, attacked every day. But there is hope, right? There is hope that there is more of us than there is them, and that we have people that will come out and rally in the streets and won't give up, and we can't give up. And one of the things that we're able to do with this energy is – so bail is one of many issues that, that uh, Courage Campaign is working on. Progressives are working on California across the country. But I think there's – this is a moment, right? Things are changing. Things are happening. You know, we always say like, oh, times are, the times are coming for our people, right? Well, it's happening now. More and more people of color are being elected to office. More and more people of color are being are registering and, go, and turning out to vote. More and more people coming, uh, you know, up and coming and saying, no, this isn't the world I want to live in. The world I want to live in is one where people have opportunity. We have a chance to make a difference. We have a chance to be happy. That's it. And so, you know, what I'd ask people is get involved. 
register to vote, vote, get other people registered to vote, and let's get people in office that can make decisions that will, you know, represent our values. What's the bill about? Yeah, exactly. What's this new bill about? Yeah, and that's and, and there's also important legislation. There's bills that, that folks working on. In California, we have Senate Bill 10, which is, uh, you know, the wonky name for a – we have it's – a, it's a California uh, uh, Money Bail Reform Act. And is it already through the House since well, the Senate? Is, is that the thing? So here's the thing. Last year, okay. So we tried to pass it last year, SB ten. Uh, we did pass it in the Senate. This year, we need to pass it in our in California Assembly, which is kind of yeah. like the, our state. And there's house. probably more like Republican Orange County bitches up in there too, right? <laughs> Actually, no. The problem less. Is, well, no, no, no. And not to. I don't want folks to feel this. I don't want to tell me, tell me, tell me. Take lay it on me. Sales. Lay it on me. It's Democrats me. that are. are uh, we have Ooh. corporate. Corporate Democrats, corporate honey. criminal justice friendly or war on drugs friendly Democrats. No, seriously, that, there's that. war on drugs friendly Democrats right here under our very noses. Uh, we have folks even in in not too far from LA. Snap, fucking question, right here, right now. Yes. This Kevin DeLeon versus Diane Feinstein. Oh boy, is she? She, please tell me, sweet Diane Feinstein is not friendly to war on drugs Democrats. Please tell me she's not. Please tell me she's not. I love her little old hair and I love her shoulder pads. I love that blow dry and I hear that she's. You really important. had to put this on, put me on the spot. Please tell. But I've been wondering a lot about it. You know, I mean, I well, read a lot of the news. Please tell me she's not a corporate selling. I want to Jesus say Jesus Christ! Don't <laughs> tell me she is. I'm so upset. Let's <laughs> ask the public that one. What do you all think? Right? I gotta say, listen. The people would say. Some folks would say that Senator Feinstein, though, has done great things for many communities. Is more of the old guard, established Democrat. You know, put in her time. She's been there, been for, for a very long time. What I hear, because again, Courage Campaign, we don't, we, we haven't, we're, yeah, we don't we're, back we're not playing anybody in this in no, this no, race, no. and but we have done great work with 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 basically both offices. But yes, at times, I mean. Uh, Senator Feinstein did say that she would work with Trump, uh, which was something that a lot pissed off a lot of people yep. and was very telling. She did retract it later uh, for a long time. She was not very outspoken about uh, standing up for DACA and Dreamers. And then she later came back, uh, you know, just recently, not too long ago, saying she would be. But, you know, it's like, what does that mean? And then Senator uh, – what's what Senator uh, – Senate Kevin, pro tem yeah. Kevin DeLeon's trying to do is he is trying to be you know represent uh, the, the the newer folks that are ready for a new criminal justice yeah. ready for you know living wages for our people my and, only, et cetera. my so, only thing to that would be as far as Diane Feinstein goes not that I meant to go there but if we are talking about it is is that if you were in her position and you have an incoming senator in Kamala Harris who's amazing and and I you know really respect her it's like I feel like what are you supposed to just say like to Donald Trump like right at the get go like go fuck yourself I mean I I would try to move my agenda forward knowing I, I guess I just feel like that's like a difficult position for her because like are you supposed mm. to burn the house down right away mm. or do you try to say something or like I just like a difficult you know yeah I got two things for you yeah one this country needs courage yeah this country needs leadership and especially with someone like Senator Feinstein who's been around for a long time she should know she like, when needs you can't to be work a, with the dumbass yes this is I mean come on like if you're in I mean, he was on the fucking you're in a swing state for sake. right you're in a swing state I mean he's a he's a it's it's one thing to work with let's say uh I don't Mitt know, Romney Ted, Mitt Romney exactly Mitt Romney wins you know uh, okay let's see you know he did do you know Massachusetts he got a, a form of health care that, that helped yeah. more people yeah that was cute. That Whatever. was pretty cute. Okay, was, okay. I got to say that. was kind of cute. But and he's still kind of hot. <laughs> he is, and he holds me. But you have somebody – you have a, you know, someone who's off the cuff, someone called a sociopath, a sexual assaulter, you know, a misogynist, a, a xenophobic, everything. And you want to say maybe we'll work with him? No, no, no. You have to draw a line and say we will not work with this person. In California, we are, we're lucky enough to say we don't have to. Yeah. What we can do here can give hope for the other states. You're in a swing state. I don't know. Would I give you a little pass? Mm, I'm not sure. But that's one. And two, again, she's been around for a long, you know, long time and she needs to show leadership. And I got to give it to her. I know people have, have had complaints about 
not to keep changing it, but uh, uh, Leader Pelosi, Minority Leader Pelosi, but she just stood on the on the floor in four inch heels for what? What is it? Eight and, hours? And standing she raised twenty five million dollars in the third quarter last year, honey. There you go. It's so, like when someone else can raise twenty five million dollars now. Does she have like Google in her district? Yes, but still, honey, she can raise that money, honey. We need that money right now. So back to the bill. Yes. What is this bill doing? How can it turn our frowns upside down? How can people get? Uh, so I think they know one thing is like get behind Kevin DeLeon, honey. Yeah. Not that we're officially uh, endorsing anyone, but it does seem like he's energized to get some stuff done. Yep. And we did get – we started to do it last year. We got to reform it a little bit this year, so you're going to try again. Yeah. So this year, again, we tried to pass last year, uh, and we were able to get it through the Senate. We just need to pass with the Assembly. Uh, the 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 governor supports it. The chief justice of California supports it. And what it would do is just reform our bail system to make it more common sense. It wouldn't, it wouldn't decide if you were allowed to, you allowed to go to your home or back to your family or your jobs based on how much money you have. We basically, again, there's going to be some new uh, algorithmic tools that judges can look at, again, based on if it's a nonviolent crime, how many offenses they had, et cetera, help them make a, a educated decision on whether or not this person is at a high risk to flee or a high risk to hurt, the, you know, be a, a risk to the public safety. And then if they're not, they're not a risk. Let them go home. And again, as data has shown, folks will come back. So it's common sense approach. But the biggest obstacles and the biggest people are going to jump up and yell about this and, and scream from the rafters like Dog the Bounty Hunter telling our, our people, oh, we're going to be so unsafe if this happens, is going to be the bail industry and the insurance company that backs those bails. Uh, so what we need to do is come out. We need to call our state representatives. If you don't know who they are, a little plug, go to our website, CourageScore.org. You can see who your state reps are, how they do on progressive issues, and you can send them a message from that website or even tweet them and say, please support SB10. Please support common sense bail reform. And I'm telling you, they listen. State representatives, they, they don't get as much attention or love. But as they're a, very important. As, but they're, more, they're at times more important yeah. than federal, federal representatives because guess what? They will impact your daily lives more than what the, what's happening or not happening in D.C. So what do you say to the uh, other 49 states of people that want to get involved have been negatively touched by this um, system? Yes. How can they get involved? Where can they go? What can they do? Well, there's a lot of resources out there. Uh, if you Google uh, money bail reform, you'll find a lot of resources. Uh, nationally, ACLU and Color of Change have done amazing work on bail. We wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for ACLU and, and Color of Change, the work they're trying to do to reform this system. So check them out. See what they're doing. Get involved, please. It may – even if it doesn't touch you, you're either paying taxes. It could affect you or a, per, a person you love. And and three, it's – again, it's a, such an important step to reform our unjust and broken criminal justice system. Awesome. Well, that was a gorgeous note to end on. Is, do, do you need to add anything? Is there anything that we missed that the children need to know about, honey? Well, we didn't talk about uh, the rich in all this. Like uh -huh. the rich are being able to get away scot-free because it doesn't matter how high their bail is. If they've got the money, they could just, they could skip jail. And there's actually been incidences where they've gone back in the community and either acted, you know, did acts of violence or domestic violence or assault or even murder. So um, it's like rich people are even like more suspect to like doing some messed up stuff with the bail system as opposed to people with no money. It has, it has not, so that's the thing. That's what be, a lot of folks. What I really want folks to understand is that our money bail system has nothing to do with whether or not you're, you know, a public safety risk. It just has to do if you have the money or not. Right. So. Which is just like not justice. Well, Tim, cool. thank you so much for coming and talking to us and giving us your time. And thank you so much for the courageous work that you're doing. I really appreciate it. You're absolutely gorgeous. Uh, where can people follow you on Twitter and the gram and stuff? On Twitter, I would just follow Courage Campaign. Just at Courage Campaign. You can plug or, yourself. It's okay. Or, this is a safe space. Or Tim M. Molina, at Tim M. Molina. And please encourage me to be better on Twitter. I'm a horrible millennial that has not yet. I read it. I feel like your stash could be like better. a thing. It could have its own like Instagram handle. <laughs> yeah. It is very major. It's very iconic. I love it. So guys, follow him. Follow the Courage Campaign. Get involved. Get active. And thank you so much for listening to Getting Curious. 
You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Menes. My guest this week was Tim Molina, political director of the Courage Campaign. You'll find links to his work, the ACLU, and Color of Change in the episode description of whatever device you're listening to the show on. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JVN. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thanks to her so much for letting us use it. It is so good. It is just, uh, just, boo, 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 no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, if you enjoyed our show, uh, please tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell everybody. Maybe even tell someone who you, like, like teach them where that little podcast link is, you know, because people are like, how do you listen to a girl? Tell them. Pick up their phone. Show them. It's already built in, honey. You just go there. You type it in. You leave a review. You tell us how much you love it. You want me to do a specific thing? Ask me about it on Twitter. Maybe I am curious about it. Who knows? Rate it. Love it. Live it. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to me. And I'm so sorry if you have a reading level above eighth grade and I ask stupid questions sometimes. I really appreciate it and I love you. Bye.